G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Well, I wonder how much you think about the grace of God and then balance that with the judgment of God. Because sometimes we separate that judgment and we look at the God of the Old Testament as the judgmental God and the God of the New Testament as the gracious God. But what we're reminded of, of course, is that the God of the Old Testament is the same God of the New Testament. And his grace and his judgment must have some balance in both the old and the new. And how we think about God is important for how we'll conduct ourselves in this day and age. Let's talk through some of these issues. Bill Muhlenberg from Culture Watch back with us. Hello, Bill. Welcome back to 2020. Great to be back. Bill, you've been writing and reflecting on some of these very important issues because when it comes to grace and judgment, sometimes we feel like we pick sides. We're either one side or the other. That's not necessarily the way we ought to think about these things. Yes, absolutely. It's it's an important uh, topic indeed, the attributes of God and who he is, what he's like. Uh, The word theology simply means the study of God, so we should all love theology, because presumably all believers love God, and they should want to learn more about him, know more about him. So this is one of those issues that often comes up. In fact, I get it a lot here and there. People will say, oh, yes, well, God of the Old Testament was harsh and wrathful and judgmental, and good thing we get a new uh, loving, gracious God in the New Testament. And uh, I have to remind them that no. Not quite. Actually, God is the same today, yesterday, forever, and uh, he's fully loving and gracious, but he's also fully righteous and holy and will always hate sin and, uh, you know, have to judge unrighteousness. So uh, we need to get that biblical balance right and not, uh, as you say, try to pick and choose one or the other. I mean, God is so multidimensional, and we'd even say he's ultimately incomprehensible just to know who God is. But he has revealed his uh, His person and his ways to us. On this issue of grace and judgment, we often look with a one-dimensional uh, idea of whether God is gracious or whether he's judgmental. How do you put those two together? Yes, well, you're quite right to say that God has revealed himself to us, not exhaustively, but he's told us as much as we need to know about himself, and for that we can be thankful. And yeah, in the Old and New Testament, he reveals himself as 100% gracious, forgiving, merciful, and loving God. You see that from day one, Genesis, you see it in Revelation all the way through. No question about it, but we also see him as a pure and holy and righteous God who cannot condone or allow sin to go unchecked. Uh, We see him judging sin in both Testaments, so again, there's no change here. God was gracious when he created the world. He was gracious when he made Adam and Eve, 
gracious when he delivered Israel from uh, Egypt, uh, you know, gracious to raise up David and so on. So his grace was there in abundance in the Old Testament, but of course we read about his judgment in the New. Uh, certainly the whole book of Revelation is really a book about Jesus coming back as judge. Not as a warm, cuddly kitten, but as a somebody with a sword in hand and blood flowing because of his just judgments on the enemy of God. So we have to look at the whole of Scripture, and we see that God doesn't change at all, but he is fully, always gracious, ready to extend mercy, but always implacably opposed to sin as well. Is there a sense, Bill, that there are sometimes we need to appreciate God's mm. graciousness and there are other times we need to appreciate his judgment because these dimensions, they, uh, because we sometimes feel as though we look at these single dimensions, uh, but there mm. are different times in our lives when these dimensions yeah. come more alive to us. Yeah, well, I think that's right, both as individual believers and maybe even entire denominations. Uh, let's start with the latter. Uh, you know, you might get some denominations that really pick up on the holiness of God, or God is judge, and God is stern and strict. Now, again, they're emphasizing some truths about God, but if they only kind of run with that, uh, they may need to temper that with a bit about his grace and mercy. And as you say, individuals as well. You maybe have an individual who's only kind of seen God as a harsh judge, who's ready to stamp on them for any wrong thing that he or she does. And that person may well need to hear a bit about grace, a bit about mercy. But then again, we have entire churches uh, almost going, well, almost into heresy that only emphasize the grace of God. That's so much talk about grace that they even claim the believer no longer has to confess sin, no longer has to repent, no longer has to do any of these basics because it's all grace. So that's another example of kind of going too far in the other direction, where you've almost moved into heresy because you're not proclaiming the whole counsel of God. So yeah, individuals, churches, denominations, uh, we all need uh, a time to kind of get the balance right. Sure, the emphasis may be need to be made at some point, but um, we can't stay on one extreme or the other, although I wouldn't probably even call them extremes. Both are fully who God is, but they have to be held together. Otherwise, we can go in extreme directions. So we can identify God's graciousness and his justice in the Old mm. Testament. We can identify God's graciousness and his judgment in the New Testament through Christ. How important is it to understand that God hasn't changed and he's not going to change? Mm. Yes, well, sadly, some of the historical heresies in the church have been about that very thing, claiming that God did change, that he's no longer the same as he was in the Old Testament. And that uh, clearly gets us into error. And so, yeah, we have to guard against that, no question. And, of course, if we want to see the perfect meeting place of the full mercy of God and the full judgment of God, well, then we have no further to look than Calvary itself. Uh, there we see, well, the justice of God. I mean, Jesus even prayed whether that cup of judgment, which was foretold in the Old Testament, could be removed. Did he have to really drink of it? So the whole judgment of God the Father, which instead of going on us sinners, went on God the Son, 
uh, that was judgment to the hilt, uttermost judgment of God against sin. And yet, of course, as we know, Calvary is the epitome of the mercy and grace of God, uh, giving to us what we don't deserve. So there at Calvary, we see the perfect uh, mix, if you will, grace fully to the hilt, uh, judgment fully to the hilt, God, who he is and how he operates. So uh, we always got to look back to Calvary if we want to get this balance right. And, of course, the application of God's grace and his judgment down to mm. the the minute parts of our own life, our lives as individuals, but also into these big issues that we face as a mm. society. This grace yeah. and this judgment is across all of these elements of our lives. Yeah, no, that's right. On the big ticket items, uh, you know, thinking about, say, the spread of the homosexual agenda today, well, God graciously will reach down and save individual homosexuals, but at the end of the day, he must judge this sin. In fact, he says he will judge it in others. So we get that on the social scene. We get it on the personal scene. God extends grace, mercy to us, but, of course, when needed, he'll extend uh, at least correction and discipline, as any loving parent would. So uh, the believer finds this as well from God. Well, Bill, I'll point people to one of your latest articles on divine grace and judgment. And you can simply Google Bill Muhlenberg or Culture Watch and you'll find that article there. Bill, always good getting your insights. Thanks for that update again today here on 2020. Great to be with you. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts. Or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.